Welcome back to Awaken Agile with uh, Jordan and Adam. Today, we thought we'd do something a little bit different and just spend the whole time going through our mailbox and answering some questions we've received from our fantastic listeners. We hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Good morning, Adam. Morning, Jordan. How are you? Good as always. Good as always. That's good. Always good. Yeah. Yeah. And you? I'm well, thanks. Yeah. I'm really good. Yeah. The uh, the the Olympics has started. I've been watching watching that. It's the pre-Olympics before the opening ceremony. Ah, uh, very good. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I'm not too across it, but I remember watching Usain Bolt about eight years ago or something. Um, maybe it was 12 years ago and watching him do the, obviously the 100, but then watching him do the 200 was awesome as well. Mm. I feel like he got up to his like peak pace at 120 metres and it was just, because his legs are so long, it took him too, he needed a longer track to get <laughs> to full speed or something. <laughs> full speed. But um, yeah. yeah, incredible. Yeah, he, he is amazing in full flight. Yeah, we're lucky to be alive like in this era to see someone of that caliber. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And like the, most of those athletes, you never, they'd be walking down the street. You wouldn't ever recognize them. Mm. And they, they pour heart and soul into their mm -hmm. sport. And every four years they get to shine and play for their country. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I should get more involved. Well, get into it. I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Get into it. Anyway, uh, in the in the interest of speaking about living life to the fullest, you've got a great check-in question for us, Adam. Yeah, we all live a life and we all know that death is part of life. How would you like to die? Bungee jumping without a bungee jump. Without a, sorry, not bungee jumping, parachuting. I would like to jump out of a plane as high as I possibly can. If I got right. to choose how I'm going to die, this, this, is, this is the way. And I'm, I love skydiving and, um, <laughs> and I would like to do it without a parachute if I was going to die, if I got to choose. So, there you go. Okay. <laughs> would you like to have the parachute on and think you have the parachute? But No, no, I would like it to. It doesn't work? I think there's something you just, liberating you just about jump out of a plane? I think there's something liberating about that. Okay. It's like, <laughs> if you guys, I'm jumping out. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Nice. I haven't. I haven't thought much about this. To be truly honest, <laughs> I think it'd be in front of a nice roaring campfire, having just fin finished the fine bottle of red wine, and just fade off. That sounds peaceful. <laughs> Maybe surrounded by family and friends. Maybe not. Does it, does it matter? Is there, will I even know? Is there, you know, all those questions, what happens after? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be curious to find out eventually. Mm, there you go. I think mine was a little more um, extreme than yours. <laughs> no, heights is my biggest. I'm afraid of heights. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I love heights. So if if you say to me, yeah, do you want to jump out of a plane? I'm like, no, thank you. You that's <laughs> that's for you. You can do that. <laughs> bungee jump? No, I would never bungee jump. Um, nothing. Interesting. Yeah. Even walking across a tall bridge, if you can see through the floor, like if it's a metal great bridge or something, yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. see through. Oh, your my legs better. <laughs> My legs start to go to jelly. I'm just, I'm not good at all. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. It's probably not funny, but <laughs> uh, I'm the opposite. I love heights. I don't know what it is. I just love Man. it. Even like cleaning my gutters, getting up on the like a few rungs up on the ladder to clean the gutters. I'm like super careful. Mm-hmm. You know, don't want to don't want to fall. It's yeah. <laughs> Can I tell a quick ladder story? I'll be really quick. I was up on the top of a ladder. It was probably a two-story ladder and I was, I think I was cleaning a gutter and I started sliding off. The ladder started falling to the left and I thought to myself, I can't grab onto anything. Like I'm falling. I I don't have time to climb down while the ladder's falling. Yeah. Um, I am so stuck. Screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, this, like, I thought I'm going to smack the ground. This is going to hurt so much. And like, and I remember feeling that sense of, I can't control anything in my life right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm completely helpless. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my friend grabbed the ladder in time, and I was, and, and he completely, <laughs> like, it was amazing. It, and he completely grabbed it and straightened me up, and I got down the ladder and <laughs> and uh, let my heart keep pounding out of my chest. But um, yeah, yeah, not a good, not a good feeling. Yeah, and you go, should I grab the gutter? Knowing you, you'll just rip the gutter off because you wait. It's not designed yeah, to hold. I couldn't hold a human weight at the time. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. and it will fall off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. yeah, not a not a nice feeling. No, it's scary. Mm. All right. Speaking of that, uh, we've got a. So what we what, what are we doing today, Adam? Well, we've got a bunch of mailbag questions, so we thought we might just uh, answer those. Yes. So so the mailbag is generally part of the episode at the end. Uh, but given we've got quite a few and it might, you know, if we were to do one every episode, it might pile up. And and we thought, why not? Let's just smash through a few mailbag questions in this episode and make that the episode. Uh, so let me get it open. Let's get started. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we've got two questions from Margaret. Uh, hi, Jordan and Adam. Uh, I've got a question. How do you as a scrum master identify where you need to improve? Good question. Thanks, Margaret. I just had a conversation with a scrum master this week on that very subject. They were wanting to know where they could go next to improve their skills, what they want to do next. So we had kind of a coaching conversation and I I led them through their thinking of what, what they think they need to do to improve next. Without having a, a direct conversation with with you, uh, I, there's so much that you can do. I mean, just what are you what are you passionate about? Uh, you know, are you interested in getting better at facilitating sessions? Are you interested in getting better at prepping for sessions? Um, maybe just just look at. Be objective about yourself. Speak, speak to your team. Speak to your product owner and say, "Hey, I want to get better. What would you guys like? You know, ask, ask your customer. <laughs> what would you guys like like to see me do differently or improve upon? And then 
maybe pick one of those things and, and try that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very general kind of advice. Um, what would you choose, Jordan? Yeah, I, I think along the same lines. I think um, I think it's a great like like you said, you were coaching someone, so I think it's a great idea to you seek advice from someone who you know who is a coach or or who you you know highly admire, uh, who can help and who can be that third party and look look at you from the outside and and have a look at some gaps and then you can work on that. Um, uh, yeah, with the team. Um, you could do all all types of different activities. Um, you know, get get some data and surveys on where you think you could improve. You could also shadow other scrum masters that you think are doing a great job, or they've got a different team environment, and you could learn from them. And you go, oh, I didn't know they do capture metrics this way, or I didn't know they they coach people on an individual level this deeply. I'd love to learn that. Hmm. Um, so, so that's three ways, I suppose, getting a coach in, uh, getting feedback from the team or the customer, like you said, and then going and shadowing someone. Happy with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's okay. Let us know, Margaret. Mm. Um, yeah, get back to f- us. Even follow up and get back to us, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question from Margaret. Uh, when an organisation is transitioning into Scrum, what can they do to ensure they are fostering an effective, agile environment? Mm. I've always been of the strong opinion that it comes from the top down. The messaging come, needs to come from the top down. So you need to get your leaders on board, the, have the leadership group talk about the transformation, actively encourage the transformation, and then they need to be supportive of what's going on. And, yeah, that, that, will, be, that will make it so much easier. So you don't have to battle every day to try and convince people that this is actually a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So as a as a as a scrum master, as a as a servant leader, as a people leader, whatever you consider yourself, um, constantly talking to the leadership team and and asking them how how they can help you to support the a transformation would be would be a good thing to do. I agree. I think um, often often a scrum master. Uh, can work really hard in a team to make it to make it scrum and, and to make it effective, and then you at some point you hit a ceiling, and realise that the only way to go forward with this team is to ensure the organisation as a whole is on the same level, mm. and um, and I think that yeah you're right. So part of a scrum master's job or a servant leader is to be working at that organisational level as well to influence that change and that mindset, uh, so it can go from the bottom up and the top down and you can have a clear pathway of, of a, I suppose, alignment. And it's, it's amazing the impact that um, a leader can have on what, what they do and what they say uh, and, and the rest of the team. So if, if the leader comes out and says, hey, I'm just going to do a bit of work over the weekend, um, watch how many people also <laughs> work on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, if they're actively encouraging Scrum or Agile or Lean or whatever the practice is, um, you know, having a retro, mm. then then that, that can be a good thing. Oh, yeah. And even just as simple as celebrating those kind of behaviours, you know, if you're a manager that goes, you know, wants to celebrate or recognise the PO for, I don't know, empowering the team with Scrum or running a great retro or um, cutting waste or learning you know, can you imagine a manager that celebrates a team for taking time aside to learn? Can you imagine what the, that environment would be fostered? 
So to answer the question, what on what when an organization is transitioning into Scrum, uh, what can they do to ensure they're fostering an effective agile environment? I, I keep coming back to it. It comes from leadership. Yep. If if you haven't got leaders on board, and that's that that also includes the leaders in the team. So your product owner and your Scrum master, if you if you have them, senior team members. Yep. You know, if you've got, if you've got a, a a bad egg in the team who's constantly grouchy guts about you know this new way of working then that's some that's an impediment that you need to facilitate removal of <laughs> or change change of or mindset change. Yeah. or a change in mindset yes <laughs> good yep that's good all right next question uh we've got here from james we've got two questions hi guys i had a couple of questions i was hoping you might be able to answer uh, one, what can I do to bring more fun and balance back to my team? What can I do to bring more fun and balance back to my team? Mm-hmm. So the assumption there is that there is no fun and there is no balance in the team. Or maybe minimal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, talking to a scrum master this week, uh, the team hates their retrospectives. They want to dump, they want to dump it. But uh, all of their other ceremonies, so their retrospectives, they, they don't talk, they, they clam up, they never speak. It's, it's, like, it's, it's difficult to get done. But every other ceremony, they're engaged, they're talking, they're sharing ideas, they're, um, they're having fun. So my question was, what is my question was, what is it about all of the other ceremonies that is different to the retro? It's, it sounds like the team is having fun and they're engaged in everything else, but the retro, they're not. Are you getting improvement actions in the other ceremonies that, uh, that you could take a note of and maybe instead of running a traditional retro, you have a celebration? When was the last time the team celebrated, had a lunch, went for a walk, did something together as a team. And that can be your retro and change it up and put some fun into it. Mm. Whatever that fun looks like, you know, you could have a quiz, you could have a party, you could, I don't know, just bring donuts and you could watch a, a TV show. You could, I don't know, do, there's plenty of plenty of things you could do to change it up and just say, okay, this time around we're doing this and do something different. I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think you've given some great ideas. Yeah, you don't need to for, specifically for retrospectives. You don't need to go through the same structure every time. You know what went well, what didn't, what we improve, what what do we like, lack, and long for, what do we want more of, what do we want less of? Because it, it becomes repetitive and people get tired of it. Especially if, especially if the, some of those same problems keep coming up, then it just gets frustrating for the team, mm-hmm. and then they get angry. So, yeah, I mean, uh, my team recently, we watched an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> I, it, it was great. Like, <laughs> um, and we love to, like, it's hard to when, you know, if it depends on the pressure of the team. If the team are under severe pressure to deliver, then they're not going to want to stuff around too often. Um, if, if they're a new forming team and they're discovering and they're starting to write requirements and be creative, they're probably more open to have fun. Mm. Um, so it is tricky. I think n- not one size fits all. Mm. Um, I think keeping, keeping things lighthearted, I like to tell jokes and stand up. Um, every Friday we ask a similar question, checking question like 
like what we do. Codenames. If you haven't checked out Codenames, those that are listening, it is a great competitive team game. I will get the website up just for um, for interest for people, uh, but highly, highly recommend playing this with your team. It'll take a couple of games if you haven't played it before mm-hmm. uh, to get the hang of it. Hopefully, you can endorse this too, Adam. But um, yeah, just codenames.game. Uh, that should get you onto the website. Otherwise, just Google it. Um, but you can play it on your phone while you're on while you're on meetings with the team. And um, it's a really fun way for the team to get to know each other better because uh, they're guessing, you know, reading each other's minds, so to speak. Yeah, I, I found when I've been in a serious team, playing that game has been really effective to uh, throw out all the seriousness for a little while. So, yeah, so so games, chilling out, maybe throwing out the rules. You know, I, I, I just cancelled our retrospective because half the people couldn't make it and it was just such a busy week that we we cancelled it but then made sure we did some shout-outs for this uh, for this week and we'll move the, the retrospective to next week. And we kind of changed the name because we wanted to make it specific around health check surveys. Um, and this actually came from our colleague, Michelle, who, by the way, Michelle will be in our episode, uh, our show next week. Uh, so, listen out for that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think when you when you see the need of the team as well and you satisfy that need, then that'll help make them a bit happier. Did I yep. blabber on too much? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, next question. How can I manage scheduling with so many conflicting priorities in my team's day? Mm, that sounds like everyone's busy and they have lots of meetings and they can't make it to the ceremonies because they're busy with other meetings. Does that is that what that sounds like? Yeah, I think, yep, yep. Trying to, you know, if you're a new scrum master coming into a team, trying to set up the house in order, um, ceremonies, mm-hmm. trying to get into calendars. People, people might be in multiple teams um, so that they've got extra ceremonies that they're, they're going to. Yep. Uh, so the question is, yeah, how, how do you manage scheduling with so many conflicting priorities in the team? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, here's, here's, uh, here's a tip for free for everyone. Well, <laughs> this, this whole podcast is free, so <laughs> no one's paying for it anyway. But, yeah, um, the scrum ceremonies are designed in such a way that you should not need extra meetings. Boom, mind blown. <laughs> if, if you're doing your stand-up, your sprint planning, your backlog refinement, your retro and your showcase or your sprint review effectively and properly, extra meetings should be minimal, mm. if zero. <laughs> so if, if, you've got a, if you're coming into a new team and they're just turning into a, a scrum team or an, an agile team, yeah, sit down, have a look like you do, Jordan, have a look at their meeting list and you're not going to fix everything in the first sprint it is a gradual process Let, just start small start with having effective stand-up making sure it lasts 15 minutes only and get everyone out the door then move on to the next thing and then the next thing i would probably suggest after sprint after stand-up you'd start with backlog refinement uh, and get get your backlog really really humming and then the other things will follow I get it. It's difficult at the start, but if you if you chip away and the team is open to it, then they will have less meetings and they'll have more time for work. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it's de- designed for. I think you hit the nail on the head with um, 
one at a time, incrementally, slowly. You know, if you're coming in and, and want to, the team that hasn't done stand-ups, retro, sprint plannings, backlog performance and showcases, and you want to smash five different ceremonies reoccurring in their, in their calendar, they're going to hate you. <laughs> um, so I think I agree with you. I think start small, start slow, get yep. buy-in. Yep. Yep. Build the trust. Yep. Get, get a, get a quick win, build some trust, and then they'll be more open to, to further change. Yeah. Agree. If that, that quick win, if you can show them the value of something, then yeah. Beautiful. Well, um, that was fun, Adam. Thanks for that. Mm, I enjoyed that. Have we exhausted our supply of mailbox questions? We have. There were four questions and we've now exhausted. So if you have more questions, please email us at awakenagile at gmail.com. Um, and for those that have asked the questions, please do reply. Let us know how how that went, if that helped or not. And, um, and we'd love to play it back into the next show as well. Uh, lastly, before we finish up, I did hint this. Uh, we have a Great special guest coming on the next show. So listen out for that. Uh, Michelle, she's going to talk about some of the articles that she writes in terms of servant leadership, uh, helping teams and change management. And I can't wait. I can't wait for her to talk about it and for us to unpack those those articles. So Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Mm. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you got something out of that. Again, uh, if you have any questions, please email us at awakenagile at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact us on LinkedIn too, Adam Murray, Jordan Bailey. We've got some clips on YouTube and we're continuing to add them on. So please check out our YouTube channel. Uh, hit subscribe. You'll find it just by searching Awaken Agile. And if you could uh, smash the subscribe button on our podcast as well, that would be really appreciated. And keep an eye out on the other socials too, our Facebook and Instagram. We're going to start posting some uh, interesting little pictures, memes, quotes, videos, you name it, you'll see it at Awaken Agile. Bye for now. Why don't you tell a joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? Processes and tools. Processes and tools, who? See, I told you it was Agile. <laughs> You're not laughing. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. I'll, I'll do another one. Um, <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Done. Done who? Depends on who you ask. Ooh, good one. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, I approve. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do a joke now? Because yours are not as good as Shit. Mine. Yep. Go for it. Go for it, my lame, stupid dad jokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm actually going to read this without knowing what it is. So let's have a let's have a crack. Ooh. I asked an old man I know. Even after 95 years, you still call your wife, darling, honey, love. What's the secret, old oh, man? I forgot her name 10 years ago, and I'm scared to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, excellent work, as always. <laughs> <laughs>